Hey everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. Today's special guest is Amy. She is a podcaster, author, public speaker, blogger, and founder of the brand Fearlessly Facing 50. She launched her business and brand six months before turning 50. Her mission is to encourage women over 40 to push fear aside and find that hidden treasure of confidence that may have been pushed aside for a while and not let this time of life allow them to lose their identity. Amy's weekly podcasts arm listeners with insight and value, leave an imprint on each heart and inspire action. Amy uses her personal storytelling and authentic self to empower women to take charge of their life in the middle at a time when women can begin to feel invisible. Amy is married to her college sweetheart and has three children. Her work has been published in Grown and Flown, Scary Mommy, Today Parents, and many others. Hope you enjoy today's episode. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck, available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. Amy, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm I'm really excited just to kind of dig into what it's like to be 50 and uh, you know, all that good stuff because sometimes that number scares people. <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot. I'm 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 nowhere near there now, but I have Exactly. Heard of, <laughs> I have heard a lot of this. Exactly. that this episode will help a lot of women that are you know, inching towards it and feeling nervous and those that may be already there and just trying to figure out where to go. Yeah. Yeah. So today we're talking about fearlessly facing 50. Um, If you will just share a little bit about your personal journey. Um, You've been a family CEO and now you're pursuing your own dreams. You started fearless facing 50. So can you just lead us up to where you are now? Thanks so much, Kay. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny because um, it, it, fearlessly facing 50 for me, I never would have dreamed, one, that I'm 50, and two, that I would be <laughs> doing this. So I think for anybody listening, you know, I just want them to know that it's never too late and you're never too old. But also that, you know, my whole thing around fearlessly facing 50 kind of is my story, but it really is ageless. I mean, there's women, um, you know, that are in their 20s and 30s and 60s and 70s that can that can relate to everything. Thing that I've gone through on my journey mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just where I am and, and how it's progressed. So, you know, I think as, um, as a woman, I was one that, you know, at 22 was ready to set the world on fire as a journalist and <laughs> in, in broadcasting. And, you know, I, I just, I mean, I had the big dreams and I was ready to go after it. And I, and I started on that journey and then life, you know, as you know, life changes. And uh, I ended up marrying my college sweetheart 
and uh, we started moving. Oh. And uh, now looking back, it's been 27 years. We have three kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all along that journey, um, you go through phases as women, you know, no matter what age you are, I think women master the art of reinvention. We have to. It's yeah. it's like something we have to do as women. We pick up the pieces and we forge ahead. And I think that's a little bit different. You know, women and men, I think they look at that differently. But for me, I had, um, you know, I'm at a point in my life where we made the decision, I guess I actually retired, if you can say so, from um, PR and corporate communications mm-hmm. um, back in 1997 when I had my first child. And yeah, which is pretty crazy to think about it. And then two more kids came after that. And I took on this role of um, what I called traveling spouse. And a lot of people will say, oh, Amy, you know, oh, that's, I don't like that. Why do you even <laughs> say that? And I said, well, because, you know, it's a choice that I made at that point. And I actually really embraced it because we moved with my husband's trajectory about every three years. He was on a different track. And I picked up the pieces and, you know, kept all the balls in the air and everything like we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was able to embrace, you know, the time, you know, getting immersed in the kids' school and the community. We lived abroad in Germany for almost six years with the kids. So, you know, that was my life. I always kept writing and, and all of that thing. But all of a sudden, you know, when I was staring down 50, about six months before I turned 50, I said, you know, and I've got a lot more to do. And I've got more time and, you know, we're living longer, all of that, all of that. We have technology at our fingertips. I mean, look what we're doing today, you know, with this incredible podcast. Yeah. So why not take on a new challenge? So that's really how I started this whole adventure with launching a podcast, which I knew nothing about six months before I turned 50. Um, and really opening the dialogue for women about challenges that they have, no matter what age. I just call it fearlessly facing 50 because it's my story. But, you know, really tackling those challenges where fear gets women just stuck and strategies around that to say, you know what, just keep going. And uh, it's all part of that. So that that's kind of where it was. And I just um, published my first book. So um, it, it launched on, yeah, thank you. It launched on the 10th of June and it's been incredible it's called cannonball fearlessly facing midlife and beyond and it's been trending at number one on on amazon for midlife management so i'm pretty pretty excited about it absolutely congratulations again that's that's amazing and i'm sure that it will touch so many lives as you already have been doing through the platforms you have so i want to get right into the topic of midlife midlife crisis struggles Mm. things like that why do you (laughs) Why do you feel like turning 50 is such a wake-up call for so many women? Mm, such a great question. I love that. You know, my whole challenge behind this is to change the narrative. So when you Google midlife, it doesn't come up with crisis. It comes yep. up with opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, I really want to do that because I think that, you know, and I know you're not near 50, but, you know, even for any women at any transition point in their life, mm-hmm there's just times when you just have to self-reflect and say, wow, you know, there's more I can do. There's more challenges out there for me at 50. You know, I'd lost my parents. Um, I had, you know, kind of juggled being that stay at home mom for many, many years Mm -hmm. um, and immersing myself in, in their lives. But I didn't want fear to set in and stop me from continuing to learn and challenge myself. And I think that, you know, I think if we were to ask women, if you pulled, you know, a, pulled a bunch of women in a room and said, what's your 
what's holding you back? It's always fear for some reason, whether it's fear of, you know, feeling outdated or feeling like you've lost your identity or, you know, feeling like I can't, I'm not qualified for that job. I haven't worked in 15 years. How are they going to hire me? What value am I going to add? So it's a really time, I think, at any point in midlife for women, it's really a time for women to self-reflect and just actually stop. And take that moment just to revel in the, in the fact of what they've accomplished so far. Because we, we lose sight of that at women. I, I really think Absolutely. we do. Absolutely. That is so helpful. And even to those of us that are younger, um, it's important, I think, to have these conversations or to, you know, pull up a chair to these sorts of conversations because it helps as, right. we, as we get older, you know, it, we're not going to be caught by surprise by some of the emotions that can come. Um, not even just with facing 50, as you stated, but just aging in general. I think there's a lot of fear. I know I personally, yeah. um, you know, have experienced fear, you know, with the reality of aging. And I have seen other people, you know, with anxiety and fear um, about aging. So I feel right. like it's a really necessary conversation. And, um, you know, as you stated, it's not just for 50, it's for, you know, before and even, you know, after turning 50, these conversations uh, right. are so necessary. And I love that you pointed out that when you search midlife, it doesn't come up with crisis. <laughs> right. You know, and that was something exactly. that always scared me exactly. because every time I heard of midlife, it was always associated with crisis. So naturally, I'm going yes. to fear, you know, I'm going to have anxiety about aging because it's, it's always associated with, you know, your body breaking down. and <laughs> Right, know? right. Totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, you know, the conversations so that, that typically go around when it comes to, to aging in midlife. But I love how right. you are right. changing the narrative and, you know, providing you. a different story for those uh, that are facing midlife and those that are approaching it, you're providing this new narrative that says there's a different way of looking at at midlife and yes. everything that yes. I think is is so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it's really switching the lens around there. And it is giving women the permission just to sit back and say, wow, I have really done all these things mm-hmm. and savoring that. And also I think with age, you know, we we just we master the art of collaboration over competition too. I think, you know, in your twenties and things yeah. as women, we are, are just reaching, you know, we're reaching and, and, and we're grabbing and we're working 80 hours a week and we're doing everything we can to get to the top, but yet we forget about collaborating. And I think I've learned that at, along my journey, cause I certainly had those types of feelings um, mm-hmm. of trying to be the best and trying to get there the quickest and all of that. But now I look back and think, wow, you know, just having, uh, being honored to be on your podcast today. I mean, there's so much power in collaborating and sharing your voice and your insight. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say are some, we've talked about a few of them, but are there any other misconceptions or stereotypes that you feel are associated with either midlife, aging, women, you know, approaching midlife? Did you have any extra stereotypes or misconceptions that maybe you've come across? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the whole social media thing, I mean, for our generation um, is a challenge, certainly. And I've had to kind of take that on, you know, head on because I have to put myself out there. I, I need to walk the walk and talk the talk. 
So being vulnerable is something that I've really had to do. And I think a lot of women, um, they're fearful of, of engaging on social media or they become, you know, like we all do at any age where it's the, it's the thief. It's that comparison thing where our thief of joy, where, you know, we're comparing ourselves against other women Mm. and not, you know, realizing our own highlight reel. And uh, so that's one area that I think women get a little bit, you know, they're, they're nervous about. They, they, they don't want to keep up with technology. It scares them a bit, mm-hmm. but yet we can't do that because then we become antisocial and you can't yep. do that. This is a way of engaging and, and keeping community. So I think that's one of the things as a midlife woman, I really encourage women to, to keep current, you know, go to that darn genius bar. I told you, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I tell you, I went, I don't know how many times to the genius bar and signed up for classes when I was launching my podcast. And I'm sure at times they were like, Oh man, here she comes again, you know, but I needed to do that to learn. So the stereotype around becoming outdated, just flip that around and engage in learning and challenge yourself. And I think the whole thing around, you know, body image is at any age is so challenging. And I write about it in my book. There's a, there was a survey done not that long ago. I think it, maybe out of University of Georgia. And it talked about women um, between 40 and 50 looking at themselves in the mirror and immediately being down on themselves because what they wanted to see was a reflection of a woman at 20. And that's not where they are. So, you know, and I think we do that. We are our worst critics. And so we have to just embrace where we are, be grateful and thankful for every day we have and look at your body and say, you know what? It's not what it was 20 years ago. It's never going to be that way, mm-hmm. but I can still do positive things. I can eat positively. I can, you know, yeah. nutritiously, I can move my body. So all of those stereotypes around old age, I mean, you know, and I have to be totally honest with you. I can remember my mom turning 50 and I remember being 30 and thinking, oh my God, I'm 20 years from 50. And that scared me then. Now I'm 50 and somebody just asked me on an interview, so what are you going to do the next 10 years, Amy? And I was like, wow, you know, I'm going to be 60 and that's okay because for some reason I feel better, stronger, more encouraged and empowered than any other stage of my life, to be honest. Wow. That's amazing. And I think you made a a very good point of realizing your own highlight reel. I think that is... Isn't that true? So important. Yeah. At any age, especially with social media, um, it's important to, you know, collaborate and to work with other people. But as you're looking at what everyone else is doing and what they have going on, it's so important to, as you stated, realize your own highlight reel, realize that there is good going on in your life. It may not be exactly, you know, what you expected, or maybe you've approached it faster than you thought you would. But finding the beauty in it totally. is, is an amazing way to overcome that fear and to step outside of your comfort zone. Is there anything else that you right. offer as it relates to overcoming that fear and stepping outside of your comfort zone? I think it's not to be afraid of failing and mm-hmm. realizing that failure is all a part of building confidence. So good. You know, uh, I tell the story, um, I, I share, I do a lot of public speaking and I've shared this story many times. And when I actually got up the courage to say, okay, I'm going all in on this podcast thing. Yeah. And I, I sat in my office, took a deep breath, you know, you're basically, you know how it is. You're, you're talking, you don't know who you're reaching. Yep. <laughs> and I, I, went for it. And and like 30 minutes later, I was like high-fiving myself thinking this is awesome. Mm -hmm. And I go to find the audio file and it doesn't exist because I forgot to press record. 
oh no. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, that was my best one. Like, come on, I finally did it. But, um, but I think you just, you have to realize that, you know what? Imperfection's a beautiful thing. Nothing's perfect. And so from that, yeah, it it sucked at the moment. I was like, are you kidding me? You know, I'm, those feelings of self-doubt set in like, oh, what am I thinking? You know, Amy, are you really going to do this? Like you can't even remember to push record. Where is this going? But at the same time, it allowed me, I know it is pretty comical now, like, you know, 60 episodes in or whatever. It's like, holy cow, did she really do that? Um, But I'm not afraid to admit it because I want women to realize that, hey, it's okay. Like tell people that, share that story because why not? I mean, so what, what's the worst worst case scenario? Somebody goes, oh man, she must be really, wow. I can't believe she did that. That's Uh okay. That's all right. People are always going to judge. We know that, but I had the courage to start again and just keep going and pursuing that dream. And, And the next one, I remember to push record. So it all ended up okay. And 60 episodes later, we are so grateful. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it a crazy thing? You know, podcasting. I mean, it mm-hmm. is, it gives you the ability to share your voice. It yeah. allows people to be courageous and um, find a confidence that sometimes they may not have had otherwise. So it's awesome. Absolutely. It's just an amazing platform and a great way to collaborate. And I think also there's a lot of fear when it comes to putting yourself out there because you might feel like you have to be a celebrity or you might feel like you have to be famous, Um, not even just podcast, but to be a guest. Um, I've had, you know, a few guests of mine, they were, you know, really nervous or intimidated, um, you know, or just really expressing how honored they were to be on the show. And I I feel like it should be commonplace, you know, for everyday people to be a part of of podcasts and to be put out there. Um, so I really enjoy podcasting yeah. and I hope to do it forever. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. I love that. Why not? You know, why not? It's you're inspiring people. And I think, you know, my goal every week, I, I always say, I just dropped an episode today with Dr. RG, who is amazing. And we had a really, really in-depth conversation about, you know, the two pandemics that we're facing right now. Yeah. Um, and that's the COVID pandemic and it's the racial injustice pandemic. And she challenged me in a way to think about things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so grateful after every episode because I just sit back and after I push stop, I just take a breath and just my heart is filled with gratitude because like you said, you know, people are able to share their voice and, uh, and their opinions and they feel, you know, and that matters. So it's so cool. It's so cool. It really does. And it provides a, a no judgment zone, you know, and a yes. place where everyone's voice and everyone's story matters. It doesn't matter how insignificant you may feel it is, or maybe just something that you, you know, because when you're going through different seasons of your life, sometimes you're not really realizing right. what's going on until after the exactly. fact. Sometimes you need that opportunity to reflect and say, oh, well, I did, I did go through that. And I did, you know, Maybe yes. about okay, and I think that also provides a, a place of healing for some people to be able to look back and finally settle in. You know, exactly. I have overcome things because you get so busy in life. Sometimes you forget about, as you said, the highlight reel. You forget about the victories that you've had. Um, but I think you know, so stepping true. back and actually sharing your story allows you to see 
everything that you actually have gone through, but maybe you've just been so numb or you haven't, you know, really realized yeah. it. It allows you to slow down and really reflect. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I know you mentioned a lot um, how relationships can change in midlife. Um, I would like mm -hmm. you to share mm -hmm. a little bit about how relationships change and why you feel that that is a positive thing. Mm, yeah, you know, it's so true. Um, relationships do change. And I think there's three different big relationships that change. And okay. the first one will be the relationship with your kids. If you happen to have children, and maybe you're at a point now where your kids are starting to leave the nest, or, you know, they're becoming more independent, my kids mm -hmm. are young adults, um, that lens totally changes and everything shifts and you're needed in a totally different way. Mm. And I think that, you know, there's, there's times when women think, oh no, now how am I needed? You know, I used to make lunches and I used to, you know, help them with their homework and I used to, but we just have to realize that we've done our work and we did the best we can. And that relationship is going to change. We're still going to love them as much and they're going to love us as much, but it is going to change. We're not all going to sit around the table at Thanksgiving anymore, you know, in matching sweaters, like when we, they were two, um, you know, one might not be there because now they have a, a spouse or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a partner. So those things change. So we just have to embrace that as a new season and just sit back and say, you know what? We did the best we could and now it's their time. So that's one relationship change I see. Another one I see personally being married for 27 years is the relationship with your spouse. Um, you know, that really changes. You really figure out, you, you, you kind of, you know, for being married for so long, I feel very blessed and, and very grateful that I have a husband who we've been able to really support each other through challenging times and good times and all of that. But yeah. boy, it does change when all of a sudden it's just the two of you sitting at the dinner table again mm. and you're looking at each other going, wow. You know, you, you kind of look at him and think, wow, look at those. When you really sit there and you just look at them and think, wow, look at all of the storylines I call wrinkle storylines you have on your face. You know, we've been through this together, so many things. And so that relationship changes and you have to find that middle ground again and realize that, you know, your heart might not be a flutter like it was when he held your hand back in college or when you were in your 20s, <laughs> but it's still there. And, you know, embracing that relationship together. And another one that really changes of course, with parents, I lost both of my parents, but a lot of people at midlife there, they could be that sandwich generation where they're caring for their kids and their parents. Mm -hmm. And that takes a big toll. And it's, you know, that's a change when all of a sudden your heroes in your life are now somebody that you may have to help them with their bills or help them with their medications or worry about that they're not going to fall. All of these things that you just, it, time just goes, you know, it just goes and that relationship changes and you have to evaluate and give yourself the gift of grace to say, I'm doing the best I can. And then the last one, of course, is, I guess there are four, I said three, friendships. I think friendships change. And you know what, Kay, you probably see that too. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, friendships change, especially with women. I mean, you kind of, I always, and I wrote in my book, I, I talk about it as a portfolio and you want people that are depositing and, and not withdrawing. And, you know, that, that may be those friendships that evaporate yeah. or, you know, they evolve and new friendships emerge. So I think all of those challenges at midlife come on kind of like they all, um, you know, they all come on at once and it's like, whoa, there's so many things changing. How do I manage it all? Yeah. So I think those are the big, big relationship shifts I see. Yeah. Those are, I see those changing just throughout 
all, <laughs> you know, any age that you're at. Right. Um, those, yeah. You see yeah. those changes occurring. Um, and I think that's very helpful. I know, you know, I'm, I'm 22 at the moment and, you know, my parents right. are, um, you know, aging and it's important for me to be a part of these sorts of conversations to get their perspective um, or at yeah. least one that has a similar perspective because, you know, as these relationships yes. change, you know, I, I won't just be able to guess, you know, and sometimes when you are approaching midlife, you may not know how to express the changes or how the changes are making you feel. So I really appreciate right. this conversation just to kind of get a glimpse of, of, you know, what they might be feeling, you know, about, you know, how everything right. is, is changing. And it will also help to be able to start those conversations with them and really know where to start, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it is. It's those courageous conversations you have to have. And I've got a daughter a similar age to you, which is so awesome. And you are so wise and so brave for, you know, for, for doing this. I, I, I'm amazed by you, your maturity and just, it's amazing. So I really applaud you on that. Um, but, you know, from, from my daughter, I she views me through a different lens now too, because, you know, she's 23 and, and yeah. now as a 50 year old mom, you know, I'm doing this. Like I have a social media account or an Instagram account. I certainly yeah. need their help from time to time navigating, but I hope that even my book for younger women to read will, it'll be helpful. And it'll also allow them to kind of realize, wow, you know, this goes on your whole life, friendship challenges, um, relationship challenges. Those all are things we, we do. And I hope that this allows your generation of women to be brave and be bold and not be afraid to, you know, to put themselves out there and realize that it's a marathon, not a sprint. And it's, it's a journey and you uncover things like I'm learning so much at 50. I can't even believe it. I never would have thought that. I never would have thought that. Yeah, that's amazing. Again, I, I really appreciate this conversation. What is something that you would tell if you could tell them one thing, someone that is approaching midlife and maybe they're nervous, mm -hmm. they're anxious mm -hmm. about what to expect, and maybe they don't know if they'll be able to cope, not necessarily cope, but that's really the only word I can think of right. now, um, with the changes as well as they see other women um, coping with it. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I'm a super visual person. So I would first, I would just sit on the couch and I would just close my eyes and look at yourself right there and just picture yourself, every wrinkle, every wiggle, jiggle, whatever you all have, it doesn't matter. And just hug that person and just say, you know what, Amy, you are enough just as you are. You are enough. Give yourself the permission to just love yourself as you are and what you've accomplished to this point. And then I would say, you know what, I want you to go to that ladder and I want you to climb to the highest rung at that pool or that cliff or wherever it is. And I want you to run to the end of it and jump off and cannonball, like my book says, and just wrap <laughs> your arms around your legs. It's going to be ugly. Like I always say, you have to start ugly. It's going to be uncomfortable mm -hmm. and you're going to make the splash and you're going to say, you know what? I don't care who is watching right now because I am so confident. And that's what I would say to any woman listening that is approaching midlife and, you know, has a few fears and feeling like they're losing their identity. You know what? Embrace yourself, love yourself, care for yourself, treat yourself as an, as your guest of honor 
and take the time to realize that and then go make your splash, whatever it is, whether it's going back and getting your degree, whether it's um, taking a class or volunteering for something you're really passionate about or anything, because there's no midlife is so multifaceted that there's no one story. It's not one size fits all. It is, you know, everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different circumstance, but just for them to take the time and self-reflect and say, you know what? I am enough just as I am. I think that's important. That's so important. So, you know, as a woman and as a wife, um, I'm sure there are things that could be encouraging for you to hear. So if there is, you know, a, a woman that is also a wife, um, mm-hmm. that is, is going through, you know, midlife and, you know, the anxiety and fear, yeah. what is something that you would advise, not necessarily advise, but maybe encourage their spouse to say, or how they can be there for them during the transition? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question because I do think, you know, I think it's, it's a team, it's a team effort. And, you know, for me, I mean, men go through something similar. They go through midlife changes as well. And um, I think it's just, you know, this gift of gratitude for each other. Mm -hmm. And I share a story. The book is a lot of my personal stories. And then at the end of each chapter, there's reflections on how you can apply it to your own life. And, um, you know, one thing I, I write about in the book and maybe women listening can relate to is I was chairing an event back, back in the day. And, you know, I was getting everything together and, and it was a big event and all the people were, you know, the, the lines were moving fine. The auction was going well. Everything was running smoothly. The committees were all in place. And I remember my husband just looking at me and grabbing my arm and saying, Amy, you're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And I brushed him off. I just said, Thanks. And went on, (laughs) flitted away, doing my thing, keeping all of the balls in the air like we do. And, you know, I just kind of brushed them off. And at the end of the night, when all of the wine glasses were done and the and the and the candles wax was on the tables, there's my husband sitting there. And I walk over and my shoes are in my hand because he, you know, we had rented rented a hotel room or booked a hotel room because we had three kids and we're like, all right, she's doing this event. Let's get a hotel room, you know, thinking it's going to be like a night of romance and fun and all that. And here I am with my shoes and I couldn't wear the heels anymore. And he knew that if I sat down next to him at the table, I wouldn't get back up because I was so tired. And we walked up to the hotel room and it wasn't like that day when he carried me over the threshold, you know, for getting married. It was like, I couldn't get the bobby pins out of my hair quick enough. I couldn't get the spanks (laughs) off quick enough. My husband's ripping off his shirt, like, and we just plopped in bed. And I took that moment for granted when he actually said, honey, you're doing a really great job. I just brushed it off. And I think we do that. And so um, I think it's really important for whether you're married or your spouse, your partner, whatever, to just be grateful for each other and recognize and not just flip through the moment like, okay, yeah, take it for granted that, yeah, oh, he's here. He's, he's always going to be there because you never know what's going to happen. So I think the gift of gratitude and appreciating each other and realizing that, you know, everybody weather storms and it's, you know, you got to just, you got to be in it together. I think that's the biggest thing. So good. Also for children who, no matter what age, who, you know, desire to be present and, you know, 
there for their parents that are, you know, either approaching midlife or are already in midlife. How can we best be there for our parents? And what we, we've talked about, you know, what the children need, well, what the parents need from, let me get it together. We've talked about what the children need from the parent Mm -hmm. as they approach, Mm -hmm. um, you know, adulthood and things. But what does the parent need from the child? Mm. I love that question. I recently had an episode that dropped right before Mother's Day. I had a really cool young guy and his name is Alex Sanfilippo. And if you follow him, he's amazing. Yeah. And I had him come on. He talks about, you might even know him. He's creating a brand. He's like an entrepreneur and he does all these things. But I, I met him at a conference and I said, Alex, I want you on my podcast to talk about your relationship with your mom. He's a young, I mean, well, he's 30. I think he might even be in his early thirties, but um, he said, really? I said, yeah, I totally want to. Because when I had a few seconds with him, when I met him, he immediately talked about his mom. And I was like, that is so cool. Like here's, here's a, here's a young man that's, you know, married and gone through these transitions, not in the house, you know, all of that kind of stuff. How do you manage that? And it was such a powerful episode and he had so many great tips for what you can do to just nurture that relationship. And I think the key is just keep that communication going. And I think it's different for, for men and women, you know, men might not communicate as well, but he takes the time to shoot her a text or pick up the phone or invite her to dinner and the dad too, not just the mom, but mm-hmm. nurturing those relationships because he said something really poignant and I thought about it and he said, you know, I remember my mom crying. Like when my last brother, I think he has four brothers went off to school. And I didn't really realize what she was crying about. I was kind of like, mom, this is awesome. Like we're all out of the house. Like, yay, it's a party. <laughs> but you know, you're, you know, you're, you're going through a real shift mm-hmm. and you're still needed. You know, you just want your, your kids to reach out and, and to, you know, I think that, that, that nurturing that relationship is very important, whether it's mm-hmm. through communicating or it's through, you know, jotting a letter every so often just saying, Hey, you know, thanks for doing that. Because as a kid, you know, you're just going through the motions and not every day is a good day. You're going to have arguments with your parents. I mean, I certainly did. And just cherish the time that they're around because you just, you don't know. You really don't know. I lost both of my parents within 18 months of each other. Mm. Um, It was really, really hard. Uh, My dad had Parkinson's. It was a little bit more, if if you can use the word expected. Um, He was really struggling. My mom simply died of a broken heart. Um, They'd been together for so many years and you know, and, and I look at that now and think, oh, you don't want to have a would have, could have, should have, you yeah. know, just seize the moments now, reach out to them, take care of them, nurture that relationship. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. Um, I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think it'll be helpful just to know yeah. how, how we can best be of service to one another. Um, you know, right. with the parent yes. and child relationship. And I know, I'm glad we're having this conversation because a lot of times when I see things about, um, you know, working on relationships with parents, it's, mm-hmm. it's typically all centered around fear because mm-hmm. you never know when, you know, they might pass. And while that right. is true and a reality, I think that instead of encouraging people to, you know, work on relationships with their parents, I think it kind of turns them away a little bit because there's so much fear. And 
it, it the lines become blurred between you know a genuine you know relationship and a relationship right. that i'm building on out of fear i'm not sure if that makes sense right no definitely okay definitely okay and i think you know you have to realize too that you know we, <laughs> tim and i never say we're getting old but i think <laughs> the kids do realize that we're getting older yeah and you know and i think that's hard for them to see sometimes like wow dad's taking a nap like he never used to do that like why, why is dad taking a nap yeah. um you know, it, things change and yeah, it's, it's, it's good to be reflective on that and realize that, yeah, you know, you want your parents to have that same energy and that same zest and that same zeal they always had, which is there. It's just a little different when you're getting older. You can't quite keep up, you know, you can't quite ski the black diamonds anymore, maybe, or you can't quite, you know, run the 5k with them. Maybe you choose to walk it, but, um, it's things like that. It's, it's really, it's an interesting time. I really appreciate you answer or asking that question. Cause I think it'll be valuable for your younger listeners to hear and say, wow, okay, yeah. I think I need to reach out to my mom and say, how you doing? Simple yeah. as that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really hope that this will be helpful. And again, thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything else that you wanted to yeah. share about, you know, this topic? We've talked about a lot today, but I want to make sure that you, oh, we have. you know, have expressed everything that you feel is important on this topic, because it's not something that is talked about a lot. Right. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. No, I just appreciate the time. And, you know, I, I love for people to follow me no matter what age, um, mm -hmm. fearlesslyfacing50.com is my website. 50 is spelled out. I'm on, you know, social media and I love to engage with my audience and my followers and, you know, get feedback from them because that makes me learn and it makes me think about things. And, you know, maybe as we go on with this, Okay, maybe we'll do something. Maybe we'll do a virtual program or something together. Yeah, um, I love that. And, you know, I think it would just be a really good opportunity because you raised some really good points. Um, I've been doing a lot of interviews with this book launch and just with the success of the podcast, I feel very blessed that I've had an opportunity to share my voice. Mm -hmm. But I want to learn from others too. And, um, you know, maybe doing something like that with our with your listeners would be something yeah. we could do and learn from each other. Cause that's what it's about. And I think right now with this time, yeah. this, this crazy time when there's uncertainty and, and um, you know, I know from, from my standpoint with a lot of my young, uh, my kids that are young adults, their friends are, are, you know, getting furloughed or they're mm -hmm. filing for unemployment and these words that are so, you can't even fathom that they're actually having to go through this at yeah. these young ages of 22 to 20, 25, just when they're starting to get their wings and like being on their own and bam, it's like boomerangs. They're back home or they're without jobs. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's all dialogue. I like to talk about, um, because I think it's important. I mean, it's, we have to realize that as parents of young adults that, wow, this is a different time. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. There's just a lot, a lot we can do together at any age. I think midlife. Yeah, definitely. It's my, it's my sweet spot. Cause I'm 50, but I just mm -hmm. think overall as women, there's so much to share together. It's amazing. It's collaborating, sharing knowledge, building community is what it's about. Absolutely. And I, I look forward to us collaborating and uh, you know, working on, I think it would be a, a great idea. And for those that are listening, definitely be on the lookout for, you know, what, whatever we come up with, I feel like it'll be amazing. Yes. Um, and just a, a yeah. great opportunity for everyone to connect and to hear one another and, figure out how we can move forward, but move forward together. Right. 
-hmm. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. So thank you again, Amy, for coming on and just sharing. Wow. We have talked about so much and it has been so helpful. I can't wait <laughs> to tell my, tell my parents oh, about, about this conversation. Hopefully they'll be able to, to listen into the episode, awesome. but I'm so grateful yeah. for coming on and, you know, just sharing your experience and your insight, advice, and your expertise. I really appreciate it. And if you can share one more Thank time you. about where people can find your book. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, it's in bookstores, but the easiest way is Amazon because a lot of bookstores aren't open. So you just search Cannonball, Fearlessly Facing Midlife and Beyond um, by Amy Schmidt and Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-D-T. You can find it there. I encourage you to check it out no matter what age. I want it to be, I have um, nieces and nephews that are all in their 20s and and they're all like, ah, oh, Auntie Amy, I'm getting the book. And I want it to sit on your bookshelf. And so you have a reference guide when you hit mid-age, middle-age and say, okay, now I know what I can do. Um, so it's out there on Amazon. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, I encourage you to get it and I'll, I'll sign it. We'll work out a way. You can always send it to me and I'll send it back um, since I'm not doing my book tour as scheduled. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and check it out and follow me on socials and, and check out my website. Thanks so much for this time. I love this conversation. It was really an honor. Thank you. Yeah, the, the honor was mine. Thank you to everyone for tuning in and make sure that you connect with Amy on social media. Did you enjoy this episode? I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE podcast conversation starter stick available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.